few weeks ago, I passed by a co-worker. We said, hello, how are you? And we didn't even stop to hear each other's response and continue walking away. Sound like you had the same? Hey, this is Lee. You're listening to Curly Questions Podcast, a show with no straight answer. Today, we are going to ask ourselves, are we even listening? And I hope you're indeed listening because today I have with me an interesting lady by the name of Anne-Marie, the lady with an obsession with tea and listening. And thanks to Zero for offering us a space, a wonderful meeting room here in Hawthorne. I've met Anne-Marie at the last conference where she spoke about listening to be heard. And in there, she mentioned that we have thought of a response even before the other party finished talking. And that really sounds like me at times. And in, in saying so, I'd like to hand it over to Anne-Marie. I would like to start by asking a question to her. What keeps you interesting and interested in listening? Hello, how are you going? <laughs> what keeps me interested? Um, that's such a good question. I'm obsessed with listening. 100%. It's my absolute passion. I, I think part of it is there is you can never know anything. I had a, a very particular conversation at a very young age with my mentor. Um, and he said, he explained to me the understanding that once you know you don't know everything, Mm-hmm. there's even more things that you don't know you don't know <laughs> yeah <laughs> and without re- meaning to he completely broke me as a human <laughs> and yeah. I just wanted to know everything <laughs> and so after that I I think I just realized that you can't learn something you already know and the mm. only way to learn something from other people is to stop talking and listen when I sort of started to do more work in that field, I just realised how bad we were at it and how many, um, we put so many roadblocks in our mm-hmm. own way. So we don't even give ourselves a chance to listen. We don't give ourselves a chance to to communicate in a way where we can actually hear the other person. And we're not even giving ourselves a chance to be heard mm-hmm. as a result of that. So I think for me, it's we, we learn so much from listening. I think it's something mm-hmm. like we learn like 70% of what we know in life from mm-hmm. listening. So if we're not bettering our skills in listening, yeah. then how can we get better at learning? Yeah, but I guess then the question is, what exactly, you spoke about listening and heard, if I'm not wrong. And like being heard, being yep. heard. Um, how would you How would you... How would you define listening and being heard? Ah, like, how does it sound like? What does it look like? So we, when we hear, it's mm-hmm. the sound going through the eardrum. So it's just the sound. We hear, naturally, we can't stop hearing yeah. because the sound will hear it. <laughs> when we listen, it's taking that sound and turning it into a meaning. So mm-hmm. giving it meaning and therefore giving it thought. Yeah. Um, but it's the difference is, mm-hmm. is that listening is a task we choose to do. Mm. So... And that's the first thing. Um, I, whenever I'm running sessions, the first thing I say is, uh, we title it active listening. It, it's that's one of those things that everyone's got different ways of saying it. But you know, essentially, it's how to listen. You know, and the first thing I say is, active mm-hmm. listening mm-hmm. is just making a choice to be active in your listening, mm-hmm. because that's the first step. And we don't ask the person in the room who you want to hear speak is the person who's been listening, not the person who's been talking. 
because we already mm. know what the person who's happy to talk says, what has thinks. Yeah. We always look at that person who's sitting there and has been sitting there and just taking it all in. That's the mm-hmm. person we want to know what they say. <laughs> so I have more and more realised that how you can't be heard mm-hmm. if you don't listen. Mm. In fact, yeah. you stand in your own way because you all of a sudden end up with nothing to say. So no one wants to hear you. You're yeah. saying the same knowledge you already know. Mm-hmm. You haven't learned anything because you haven't heard anything. You've already came in with the same opinion as you're leaving with. Mm -hmm. So I say listening to be heard Mm -hmm. in the sense that everyone wants to be heard. We do. It's like a human need. Something really nice when you know someone's really heard you and it's like, oh, oh, thank you. Yeah, everyone wants to be heard, but not everyone wants to listen. Yes. In in today's world. (laughs) Yes, you're totally, yeah, exactly right. Yeah, and I think... Um, we, we, go, we go into a room and we go into a meeting and we, I, I've started terming it targeted listening. I'm not even sure if that's a word. I'm trying to research and find out if that's a real thing or if I'm making that up or if I've just found something new. Um, targeted listening around the idea of going into a room looking mm-hmm. for an expectation and mm-hmm. looking for an answer to one single thing. Okay. So you're looking for an answer to that question mm-hmm. and that target and that thing you need. But what happens is you lose context around everything else that happens. And if Mm -hmm. you're talking about collaborative meetings, for Mm -hmm. example, if you're going in with one set agenda to get Mm -hmm. one thing out of it, that thing you get out of it without, if you don't take in everything else that happens to it, it's, it's not, it didn't happen. It's not the real thing. And it's, it's almost useless. Yeah. It's almost like you have an answer in your mind that you just want to, just want to validate the answer in in the meeting. Yeah. And you don't really care about whatever that's going on because there's just not, what you're interested in. Yeah, and we've all been there, right? I yeah. mean, I put my hand up first to go. I've been in meetings where I could not tell you what happened whilst I was preparing to speak. <laughs> yeah, um, and I'm yet to come across a, across a class where everyone doesn't nod at that, you know. Yeah. We've all been accused by partners and friends of not listening because we're on our phone whilst we're listening, <laughs> you know. Um, so I think that that's really common. <laughs> What else do we see there's common examples of, you know, the, the lack of listening today in, in today's world, whether it's a personal life, whether it's professional life, things that we could maybe be a bit mindful of? Um, I think, look, I think the mobile phone's a big one. Yeah. Uh, my partner is, he, he's on the phone all the time. He's, it's his life. Yeah, I just put away my yeah. mobile phone. <laughs> <laughs> I just think, should turn my own over. Um, and it, it's part of his, uh, he does a lot of social yeah. media stuff, so he does actually need it for a work perspective, but mm-hmm. it's also, you know, he enjoys it. And that's totally fine, unless you're trying to have a conversation. And um, he's, I think I've accidentally been training him in listening. Uh, because Great. Yeah, <laughs> because it's that thing of someone's talking to you while they're texting, right? They're not... Yeah. They're not listening to a word you're saying. Yeah. They're hearing you, and they will have to ask you everything again. Um, and I think that's one of the most common. Mm-hmm. I think the other one is what I like to call the noddy, yeah. which is someone's listening to you and nodding and looking around and distracted by something, but still nodding. Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah but actually, yeah. don't they don't get it? They're not yeah. present at all. They're not there. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know where they are, but they're not there. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, on the first one, you mentioned that um, you can't be texting and. Sitting at the same time, mm. um, does it mean that we just can't multitask? We can't multitask. <laughs> it's um, I it's just, like I always feel when I say this in my class, there's always one person who's like, oh, <laughs> um, I keep so multitasking doesn't exist, hmm. and that's been scientifically proven. And like they continually do papers on it, continually do. I've always thought if I can get into the world of 
you know, that research panel. Yeah. I'll have a job for the rest of my life. It's sort of like we think we're going to evolve so quickly that we'll be able to multitask. But mm-hmm. essentially, you can't do too high-level brain, too high-level tasks that require your brain to work yeah. at a high level. You can do one low level and one high level at the same time. Mm-hmm. Like, you can eat and watch TV at the same time. Everyone can ask what popcorn and cinema's for, right? But you end up eating more when you watch TV. It's true, it's true. <laughs> yeah, definitely. And, and particularly if it's something very bad for you. Um, yeah. That's so delicious. The When we're talking about the high level, you are talking about things like um, taking notes and listening at the same time. You mm. actually can't. It's quite interesting because in mm. university, for example, a lot of people do. Mm. Um, so the more we learn about it, the more we can prepare for that because you do need to take notes. Mm -hmm. So it's more if you're aware of yourself as a listener, you can be aware of when to write that down. Wow. Or to stop and make a a symbol or something that links that back to your head. Yeah. Um, The same thing as typing and screens are even worse. Mm -hmm. Pen to paper is probably your best shot at remembering it. Okay. Yeah. Instead of typing on the computer? Yeah, instead of typing on the computer. Uh, Okay. I'm going to get the science completely wrong here and someone's going to be like, well, that's wrong. Um, <laughs> but I'm going to have a go anyway. Um, so when you're on the computer with the screen, um, it's a different neural pathway mm-hmm. to when you're writing on pen and paper because there's more sensors being used. Yes. So there's and, and the feeling is more happening and there's less... You have to actually think about the functioning of how you write a letter to, f- yeah. to form a word. Mm-hmm. When you're typing, it's just the place of a key. Yeah. You know the funny thing is that... Um, I, when I go to a meeting, I always bring along my physical notebook. Yeah, yeah. People. So I'll just write out and scribble notes or I'll draw. But mm. most of my co-worker, I work in, in the digital space, they yeah. all bring their laptop. I'm like, oh, I feel a little bit traditional here. <laughs> yeah. yeah, absolutely. And it's, it. I, I'm the same. And mm-hmm. I, I mean, here at Zero, we do have more of a, a culture around, well, do you need that here? Mm-hmm. So, um, and no one comes to meetings with me with their laptop anymore because <laughs> I'm just like, oh, are you listening? <laughs> um, but it, it is, yeah, it's such yeah. a, I think we hide behind that computer screen as well. Mm-hmm. But the thing that really stops us doing is listening to anything else that happens to us. Mm-hmm. So we're making ourselves completely irrelevant to being in the meeting at all. Mm. And, and, you know, maybe making yourself irrelevant in the workplace is not something you probably want to do for your own good. You know? <laughs> so I think the so when we're taking notes and then listening, we sort of need to remind ourselves when the place is to take a note, to mm-hmm. stop and take. And, and that's just as much in the speaker. Yeah. Um, I always try and speak in six-minute intervals max. Okay. Stop, take a breath, get a glass of water, yeah. change a slide. Mm-hmm. We can't listen for any longer than six minutes in, a go, in a one go. That's um, interesting. I never knew about it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So um, I'm just going to write it down. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think there has been a study that says it's six to seven, but uh, <laughs> I always say six because I'm definitely on the lowest scheme of those things. Um, See, so when you, you're listening to the six, so six minutes time, I mean, that's a lot of words. If we can say, I think you can say up to 250 words in a minute. Oh, okay. And we can listen up to 500. But we think 1,000. <laughs> Hang on. Yeah. So we speak, in, we speak 250 words per minute? Yeah. And we think in 1,000? We think 1,000, yeah. Wow. And we can listen between 350 and 500. Okay. Yeah. So our brains are set up to listen and think, which you think caveman. Yeah. yeah. You know, but okay. then we decided that, you know, those grunts weren't going to get us anywhere, so we created <laughs> language. Um, which, so our brains are set up to listen. Yeah. We're meant to listen. That's how we learn. That's yeah. why we learn the listening. Um, 
when you but we would we always just want to talk yeah i guess i guess yeah i mean i guess coming to australia i mean i'm not from australia it's just quite interesting to hear yeah. that um it's pretty it can be pretty noisy sometimes in different places and everyone wants their opinion and it's kind of been hearing everybody at the same time like oh okay what's going on yeah, yeah. And, st- and it's it's fascinating yeah um, being the person in the room listening in a room of non-listeners is yeah. 100% one of my favourite things in the world. Um, I mean, I shouldn't say that, but it really is because yeah. it's fascinating. Mm-hmm. And I think for any person who's interested in any kind of human relationship, it's worth noting when that happens. Mm-hmm. Because what you find is that when you've got six people talking at each other yeah. and there's no listening, what do you expect to happen afterwards? There's no, yeah. there's no exchange. Yeah. So it's sort of this really funny you know, dichotomy mm-hmm. of <laughs> I'm going to tell you my idea and you're going to tell me your idea and then we're going to walk away and both know our, know our own idea. Yes, pretty so, common. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, and I think you see that quite frequently mm-hmm. in workplaces where um, we've got projects and targets and budgets and all these things that are hanging over our heads yeah. and we've got to find solutions. Yeah. And we come in with a solution and, and we are gung-ho that your, our solution is the best one and mm. it may be but by coming in like that you don't actually ever know if your solution is the right one you're just waiting for everyone to tell you it is you're just looking for that um reassurance that the way you're thinking is already right where the reality is someone else might mm-hmm. bring in the right idea but you haven't heard it yeah or bring in something that works beautifully with your idea and makes it better mm. so we actually listening is the actual key to true collaboration mm-hmm. and we just suck at it yeah, basically, <laughs> we just we just don't engage in it. Why? Why do you think that we we suck at it? I mean, particularly in this in this mm. country, is it because I don't know, like freedom of speech? Is it because we are always also creative? What do you think is the reason that contributes to that? Oh, that's, a, that's a, such a good question. Um, I think we we particularly in Australia. I mean, mm. there's t- such a tall poppy syndrome here. I think we are always wanting to what well, we want to be heard. Yeah. That's the first thing. Yeah. And I think, secondly, we really want someone to tell us we're right. Because mm. we're never confident, 100% confident. Mm. I think that society today is that we can, we, we do have such a society that is changing, that is growing so quickly, that what we know will be different from one day to the next. What I know to be true can change. I mean, you only need to look at the paper to know. Yeah. You don't know what's true and what's not. So I think when we're, when someone can tell us, yes, that's right, mm-hmm. the thing you did was right, it's, mm-hmm. this, it's this real satisfaction. Mm-hmm. And it involves us then telling, yelling at each other, not yelling, but, you know, telling each other our ideas and how it must be right, you know. I think that's a big part of it. And I think the other part is probably we are, uh, we're a very loud, rambunctious nation. That's what we're known for, you know, being, yeah, get in there. And we... We're not known for our soft, gentle, curious minds. It's really interesting, though. Yeah. I, mean, I always had the impression that Australia, Australia is more like gentle and soft. And oh, that's nice. Yeah, I mean, we've got every animal that'll kill you, but <laughs> <laughs> but I must say that I got a little bit of a pr- surprise sometimes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think we we have got more of a harsh personalities than I think you would know that from coming in. We have a quite a harsh persona, essentially. Yeah. Our landscape, and I think we we fit our landscape. <laughs> Uh, you know, we're red dirt and rocks. That's us, and uh, we fit right in there in that niche. I think that, and it has come from. Mm-hmm. It's, I, th- I would think a lot of it's also come from the history of mm-hmm. how Australia grew. Mm. You know, we're fighters. 
Mm. We come from convicts. But, well, I mean, Australia is, is like a country of gold at the moment, right? I've been through the recession and... Yeah, yeah. It's a bit more relaxed than the rest totally, of the Totally, yeah. But I think in, mm. we've, just, we've been built from this place, so I think it'll always be slightly... Okay. That need to be right, you know? That yeah. need to... That need to be... Um, this is this moment where I lose my words completely. Um, <laughs> the, the need to be, you know, valid. Mm. Our, our, our thoughts validated yeah that that that's what we need mm-hmm. and i think that comes from mm. us not being we're always everyone's best mate australia is always everyone's best mate they're yes. not the center of attention yes I agree. um it's the whole way through you know we don't like we and it's kind of like we're the same with yeah. new zealand we don't new zealand they're our best mate they don't mm-hmm. get to be the center I mean, <laughs> it's the same sort of thing um but i think it definitely comes through into our psyche okay yeah that's just an opinion but Hmm. But you know, like you're saying that it's it's all in our culture, our 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 psyche. Um, mm-hmm. It seems that's so ingrained in it. How how do we be aware? Ah, oh, that's excellent. Ah, uh, that's a great idea. Great question. Um, it's being aware of it is a huge thing, and I think once you know something, mm-hmm. you can't unknow it. Yeah. So for me, the big challenge is always well, how do I get people to to hear what I'm saying mm-hmm. or hear hear what is being said. And I think as each individuals it's making a choice that we we want to know more than we currently do. Mm. Could be the sense of uh, curiosity. Yeah, curiosity, absolutely, yeah. 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 And I think that for, for me and from my experiences with people is that the minute you kind of start to create a curiosity and almost a sense of wonder mm-hmm. around things like that, it's just so much easier. Mm. And you want to do it. Yeah, it's no longer a task. Mm-hmm. No longer, sorry, a, a chore. Mm-hmm. It's something you're like, oh, that's. But I think when you're under a pressure where you're, you know, you're being paid to do a job and you need to succeed at the thing you are doing, it's more of a tick list, completions yes. rather than explorations, which might be the way we think. Yeah, I guess. I guess in in a society, I mean, like, I mean, we came from a world where all about agile. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Then I wonder, like, how do you practice active listening? Yeah. Um, yeah, it's, it's a hard one. I mean, I personally, I struggle with it. I'm like, oh, there's a lot of things going to me at the same time. It's frantic. Like, this thing changes. I have to look at the other thing. I'm not listening to other things, and I'm not listening, looking at my emails carefully. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. So, um, for me, I think it's all about prioritizing and um, scheduling. <laughs> it sounds terrible. But, <laughs> you know, if I have a rule that if you don't need to be in the meeting, don't be in the meeting. Mm-hmm. Because once you're, but if you're going to the meeting, mm-hmm. or you're going to the the stand up, whatever it is, be there. Yeah. You know, don't take your phone. Don't. I'm here for this fifteen minutes. I'm yours. Mm-hmm. The reason for that is that you can then be present and take everything out of that, and you'll probably mm-hmm. find you need to do less mm. just by being there. Mm. Secondly, is when you go, if you don't think you need to go to a meeting, you're not sure why. Ask. Mm-hmm. So with, along with curiosity, it, I think you need to really foster courage. And I, and I mean the courage in a social sense, that mm. we're always a bit scared to ask, well, do I need to be there? But we do, because here's the thing, only one or two things is going to happen. Then you go, oh, no, don't worry. Well, you got yourself out of a meeting, got an extra hour back. Who's happy about that? <laughs> or two, yeah, we need you for such and such. Great, I can come in prepared. Yeah. And you can word it. Just wondering um, what you need from me in this meeting. Yeah. Not, do I have to come? Maybe that's not best, you know. <laughs> that sort of... 
being aware of of how of where you're making yourself present and and being aware that you can only do one thing at a time and if you are jumping around between things you're not doing anything and i'm at fault for that a lot i'm the person who pretends to multitask and does five things badly all the time and so many things fall through the cracks because i keep testing this theory on multitasking uh <laughs> but it's, it's good isn't it i mean like testing it out on yourself especially. Oh, yeah <laughs> i'm just like i'm living proof it didn't work um and you know there's this sort of thing when we go too fast and try and do something we, you know kids when they try and do too many things at once fall over and into themselves yeah. when i try and do too many things i also fall over and into myself but that's the basically it we can't do too many things at once because we're mm. not our brain isn't made up for it mm. but we can do one thing really well Mm. do one thing well and then do the next thing well yeah but how do you like I mean for example at work right I was just passing by your colleague's desk and I know that some of them were, were looking at Slack mm-hmm. yeah. yeah so typically in, in a work day you have your email going on you're uh-huh. reading your email and then some colleague's trying to talk to you and finish talking and then you're on Slack yep and you're still reading your email oh yeah <laughs> yeah so, <laughs> so this is a huge, and particularly working in tech, yeah. it's, it is, it's where we live, isn't it? Mm. You know, we, we live in um, notifications. Um, and particularly if you get some people who are still on Messenger or still on some other form of message service, and then you've got that popping up one way. Yeah. Your screen is, you know, like it's a little disco going on every two minutes. Um, for me personally, the way that I deal with that, mm. I, um, I have a dedicated Slack screen mm-hmm. that I, I refuse to let my Slack notifications drop into my window un, unless mm-hmm. I'm available for that. Okay. So if I'm working on something that I need to be working on, mm-hmm. I will turn those notifications off. Wow. And taking that second to turn them off, mm-hmm. I'll put a block in my calendar. It's just that thing of, is there anything so urgent mm-hmm. that someone can't get out of their desk and walk up to me? Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. And if I'm not saying do that for the whole eight hours of the day, mm-hmm. you probably get in trouble for that. Um, but taking that as well, that's the time I'm doing this thing. If you're dealing with email, mm-hmm. if dealing with your emails, like I've got, I've got some serious emails I've got to get through. I will have turn the, the on-screen notifications off, but leave a little red button on, so I know there's something there in the corner of my eye, but I, I'm not giving it attention. Mm-hmm focus on the thing in front of me and I do the same with listening yeah. is that in my particular role so I'm a facilities coordinator mm-hmm. I work in um yeah so I work with people all day yeah and our job is to try and make we have a saying we at here at zero you know we want to work come to about you know do the best work of our lives and mm-hmm. our job is to make sure that people can do that mm-hmm. we create spaces and we create opportunities and we create um ways to work mm-hmm. as well as um an enjoyable life here whether it's making sure we've always got coffee, making sure we've always got really great fruit and, yeah. you know, healthy and clean and, you know, those sort of mm-hmm. things that you don't really think about. That's us. And we all love it. We're yeah. really, really fortunate. I think I've possibly got one of the best jobs in the world. <laughs> but it's every day people are coming up to you because we do deal with every single seat and every single person has a thing they need. Mm-hmm. And so when people come up to me personally to speak to me, I'm very well known for going, give me one second, finishing what I'm doing and then turning. Oh, that's good. That's good practice. I mean, that's a good habit. Yeah. yeah. And, and I do the stop and turn. I would, mm-hmm. because I think, I'm pretty sure it's because I was growing up with parents who were like, it's rude not to look at someone when you're talking to them, um, which is 100% true. But to actually turn and look at them and give them their my attention is that 
I can actually do the thing they need me to do then and it's done mm-hmm. and get back to the thing I was doing and get it done. Mm-hmm. And if I can't talk to them, mm-hmm. I will say, I'm so, I'll, come, I'll come find you in five minutes. Okay. And that's tough. It can be intimidating, mm-hmm. I think. And I think people do struggle with being able to say, give me five minutes yeah. to actually, but you need to own, own your own time. Yeah, this is one thing that I really, I really need to learn. Um, mm. Sometimes I find I'm not really listening. Yeah, in in into many meetings. So. And you're not there, right? So yeah. you've wasted your time. Yeah, and you, you're going to have to get that information again. Yes. So I did the math at one point um, when I was wow. working for. A, now I'm an ex actor, so math and I are not friends. But I did on, on a company that I was working with at the time, and I was like, there's six people in a meeting, and nothing got done for for five meetings. Essentially, there were six people in a meeting. Mm. And there was no major occurrence for five meetings. And it went for an hour long each. Mm-hmm. I was like, well, that's 30 hours. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So what can you get done in 30 hours? You can sleep a lot. I know, right? <laughs> I mean, I'm like, there is a lot of episodes of RuPaul's Drag Race I could be getting through in that yeah. time. So once you sort of look at that in a, in a fiscal sense, how much mm-hmm. that costs, mm-hmm. put away the phones, put away the laptops. Let's get it done in one. Let's give you back 29 hours. It's half. That's majority of the working week. Yeah, like that's that's true. That's true. It's and really we we've all been to meetings where no one's done anything, or we've been to catch ups where everyone's been somewhere else. And I can't. We can't make anyone else listen. Mm-hmm. That I should point out. You can't make someone else listen. I get asked this question a lot from people. Mm-hmm. How can I make my colleagues listen to me? Yeah, that's that's a good one actually. Yeah, and. Yeah. <laughs> It is my answer to that is how do you listen to them? Yeah. Because well, I think that's the first step. If you're mm-hmm. both not listening to each other, then mm-hmm. it's, there's, there's your answer. Mm-hmm. Um, and secondly, when you're listening to them, are you are you engaging with them? Mm-hmm. Because I tend I tend to think we we get what we give out, and you know if someone listens to us really well, we're more likely to listen to them. So. If you're, if you want to be listen, if you want to listen, sorry, be heard. Yeah. Listen. Yeah. You know, it's that, and and get engaged with what they're doing. Um, It's almost two way street, isn't it? Like, yeah. You have to give to take. Yeah. You can't listen alone. Yeah. You know, there's no one talking. So there's nothing to listen to. (laughs) Um, And I think that we we tend to monologue instead of a dialogue. Dialogue these days is very rare. Yes, I, I agree. Yeah. Yeah. It's a funny thing because um, when I first started this podcast recording, um, I, I don't have a habit of speaking a lot. And I, and as I revisit all my recordings, I realise I'll let all my speakers speak, which is good. I mean, they're really good speakers. They talk about yeah. great topics. And I realise that I just fit into the background. It becomes a bit of a monologue. Yeah. Like say, I'm like, and today before I came in with you, I'm like, I need to make an attempt to try to have a conversation. Yeah, to yeah. Get, get involved. Yeah. Totally, because, I mean, it's relevant to you. Yeah. And the reason it's relevant to you is because you're engaging. Yeah. I think we, we have a habit of assuming we're not re- something's not relevant to us as mm-hmm. well, and we make ourselves irrelevant, which is ridiculous. Mm-hmm. Because the best, how do you? Well, I mean, I work in facilities, but sometimes I go to meetings purely to see how much cake they need. But you know, by listening to the whole meeting, I can be a hundred percent relevant to that whole conversation, and yeah. and at the end of it, can do my job with a lot better, but also possibly be able to say well actually that's against the fire code you can't do that you know <laughs> getting ahead of time and and also but just hearing it knowing what's going on it 
it brings us into the circle. It puts mm-hmm. you in there. And I think we ha- that's something that people disregard. They don't realise that, that listening is the only way you will be relevant to the conversation. Yeah, but it's almost like because we have so much things on my mind, on our mind, we just want to spread it out before we forget about them. Yeah. Um, this is how I see when I interact with a lot of people. They just, just want to just tell me their thoughts. I'm like, okay, that's great. But in the end, I forgot my own thoughts. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And we have... We have so much to say yeah. as, as human beings. Yeah. And I think we, we think a thousand words and speak 250. We don't, we're trying to catch up constantly on ourselves. Um, so I'm an ex-actor. We're, mm-hmm. we're trained to talk, but yeah. we're trained to talk from a piece of paper mm-hmm. to learn what to say. <laughs> um, so okay. it, I, the, the need to, to talk is, and to get your ideas out and to be heard is so mm-hmm. big. And it, it's, I think it's actually really beautiful. I think it's something really nice about yes. wanting to share so much. Um, but I think you can't, you can't keep sharing if you think you're sharing the same thing all the time. There's going to be nothing left. Yeah, and also what is it about audience that you're sharing with? I mean, is it, is it really beneficial to them? Yeah. Do they care, to be honest? Yeah, yeah. and is it going to further the, further the thing you're doing? Yeah. Well, I think that's great. Mm-hmm. Everyone should have an opinion. Yep. But think about what you're thinking. Do you need to say it? Mm. Or can you hold off for five minutes, wait till they stop speaking, yeah. and then see if it's still relevant? Yep. And that's where it gets tough. This, because you're already starting to think about the thought you had. Yeah. You're trying to hold that in your head. I've got to remember <laughs> to say that. And I always think about my university degree and getting a good question. Oh, I've got a good question for him. I've got such a good question. <laughs> and... I'm positive that all of my lecturers answered every single question I ever asked before mm-hmm. I asked it, but they were just, they, they always re-answer it. Yeah. Um, because you that, that that's what classrooms are like. Mm-hmm. We don't you know a majority of university students rarely ask questions they need to have an answer to. They ask questions they want to be heard to say. Mm, like rhetorical questions. Yeah. Oh, not even rhetorical. Sometimes just I'm very smart. Um, <laughs> just answer this question. You know, and it's quite. It's quite interesting. I was one of them. I was that student who put their hand up and be like, well, just in Shakespeare's theory. Um, and I, th- I think that kind of, and sometimes it's just actually we, we speak to make sure that we understand something well. Mm. We just say it back. It, yeah. yeah. And I think that that is a way some people listen. They, mm-hmm. you know, they can reconfirm it. And if you're yeah. one-on-one, that does, can be helpful mm-hmm. to say, I can hope I got this right. Mm-hmm. Um, as long as you're not planning how you're going to say it back to them yeah. when they're telling you. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that's a huge thing. I think another part of it, though, is that listening is like, it's only 17% of the words we say. Listening is only 70% of the words. So 30% 17. is the rest of... No, 17%. 17? 17. Okay. See, yeah. I'm not listening. <laughs> <laughs> I probably didn't pronunciate properly. No, no, no. Yeah, um... Yeah, seventeen percent, and I mean, I read that and was like, no, wow. and yeah, it's really low. Yeah, it's seventeen. Wow. Yeah. Okay. So that the rest is mm-hmm. the context it was said in, how it was said, why it was said, yeah. how their face moved, how their hands moved, how mm-hmm. they were, how they were sitting, and um, so when you start to take that all into consideration, mm-hmm. the words we say, yeah, have very little value. Yeah, um, so like, I think we spoke about a bit. Sh- a few of the strategy around how to tackle um, mm-hmm. the lack of listening. Do you have anything else to add from a... Um, how do we actually first get a bit more mindful of it? Mm-hmm. Like, what are the day-to-day stuff that we can actually start getting mindful about? To do? Yeah. yeah. Um, so, the diary, yeah, we did. I got off track because I was listening and I could just talk for hours. Um, <laughs> no, that's good. 
is that I the first thing is diary, absolutely. Yeah. The second thing is if you're walking into a room to talk to someone, walking into a space to talk to someone, mm-hmm. you are there with them. Yes. That is it. Yes. Everything else can wait. Mm-hmm. And that is it. T- mindful is the perfect word. Mindfulness mm-hmm. is does so well because it's about here now, right now. Yeah. Now. And we we're terrible at now. Agree. We're excellent at past and future. Now, not mm-hmm. so good at. Interestingly enough, you can't do future without now. <laughs> and past is a really good example of that. <laughs> um, so that's the thing. It is anything you can do mm-hmm. to make yourself go now. Mm-hmm. Then do it. I, um, we, as an actor, you have what's called a beat change. Sorry, one theory of acting. There's 15 million, and you know, five actors are now just somewhere in the world going. Someone just got that wrong. Um, there's a beat change, which means you go from I was, you know, being asking someone for their dog mm-hmm. to getting the dog a bowl of water. <laughs> no, sort of like a different thing you're doing. Yeah. So I was doing this, and now I'm doing this. Okay. So, so it's a beat change. Yeah. Um, and I've always thought you don't obviously you don't say that on stage, but in your head you do that to help you change, to help your brain okay. go from doing one thing to the next. Okay. Because often the scenes are three days apart in the story and and two seconds apart on stage. Yeah. And that's helpful. Yeah. You know you can be, you know, getting married on stage in one second, mm-hmm. and then the very next scene you're pregnant, like the mind. So they created this beat change that is. I was doing this, mm-hmm. and now I'm doing this. Okay. And I've actually found that to be one of the most uh, successful tips to someone to mm-hmm. use in real life. And I'm the crazy person who says it out loud because, uh, you know, that's who I am. <laughs> you get a lot of away with a lot of things when you come from the arts. Um, but to just sort of say in your head, I was finishing my emails, and now I'm going to stand up. Now I'm doing this stand up. Okay. And by solidifying it in your head and acknowledging it, yeah. it's the first step. Do you ever yeah. see it all up? Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm just sometimes just go, I was doing that and now I'm going to go do that. And people just accept it now. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's just one of those things. They're like, okay, well, no, you know. Uh, yeah. you know, when you've got lots of disparate tasks, it's mm-hmm. the only way to get them. It, it is. So that's, the, that's a really practical one. Yeah. And the second thing is curiosity. Mm-hmm. Is go into the meeting to yeah, have an outcome, mm-hmm. but go into that meeting or go into that conversation mm-hmm. to hear what the other person has to say, mm-hmm. to see what they bring to the table instead mm-hmm. of preparing your defense for what they say. Mm-hmm. Even though the other party can be a little bit. Oh, yeah. Sometimes they're terrible, aren't yeah. they? People are the worst. <laughs> Um, so when they, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And, and we do. So, uh, and that, that leads to bias. Yeah. Which is a huge thing. Mm-hmm. We, we do have an expectation of how someone will uh, come across mm-hmm. or the way that will be. Um, we, we expect someone to be a certain way. Yeah. And so everything we see will be through that lens of bias. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's nothing else. It's, there's a great little test, um, when that whole, Laurel and Yanni yeah. thing happened. I didn't actually listen to it because I thought it would drive me mad. Mm-hmm. But I did read up afterwards on it. So what it pointed out to us is that people hear things differently. Mm-hmm. But if you... So everyone heard that a different way, which is to do with the, the essentially the, the stereo of our ears mm-hmm. and how they're set up. Everyone's different. They actually yeah. hear differently in each ear. So, mm-hmm. But 
what was really interesting, I thought, was that people who were told to listen to this and see if they can hear Laurel, mm-hmm. heard Laurel. <laughs> what? That was what they heard. Okay. Because they were told to hear it. Okay. <laughs> so suggest, you're suggested. Yeah. You're suggested to. And bias works the same way. Yeah. You walk into something and you expect to hear something, you will hear it. Whether it, the words are said, and like 17 cents, not much, the yeah. tone. It's just the way they said it, you know. We've all said, you know, we've all been there. We've all had someone, you know, snarky say something, and it could just be, oh hi, yeah. And you're like, oh, you did not, right? And you get mm-hmm. really offended because of the way they said it. Mm-hmm. So I think that when the same thing can be said of bias, when we go in, we have an expectation of how this is going to play out, mm-hmm. and we put that on another person. Mm-hmm. So we're no one shocked when that's what happened, mm-hmm. because that's what we set ourselves up for. Yeah, and it's. It's really common, it's, it's, and it's, uh, it's concerning, I think, how, how frequent it is. Yeah, I think the, the bias of having a preconceived notion, mm. um, that, that sort of inform your brain around how you think. Definitely. And whether you should even be listening to the person. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. and we make a choice. It's always a choice. Yeah, and it's always hard to make a choice and you're listening at the same time, you're making a choice and you're still listening. <laughs> exactly, yeah, 100%. And it's... That bias is so ingrained. Um, I was talking to someone recently about accents, for example, people who come from different countries and have a different accent. Sounds like me. (laughs) And um, I hear a lot, oh, you know, I find it difficult to understand such and such because of how, because of their accent. And I sort of stopped them and I said, well, hold on, one, like, I can't understand the words. I'm like, that's only 17%. Do you understand what they meant by it? Because you can always go back and say, can I just clarify this? Yeah. Oh no, I don't remember how they said it. I'm like, well, it's got nothing to do with the way they're speaking. It's the mm-hmm. way you're listening. <laughs> you're so focused on trying to hear a word that yeah. you don't hear what they're saying. Mm. And about three weeks later, she came back and she was like, "Oh my god, I feel like terrible." <laughs> like she just was like, "I can't believe I've been doing that." And I was like, completely yeah. subconsciously, because she'd been told that mm-hmm. that would be difficult. Mm. And I must say that. Um as we talked just now in mm. our conversation, you really could understand me though. Like, yeah. Sometimes, I mean, when I first came to Australia three years ago, I find that a lot of the people that I met on the streets, they can't really understand my accent. Yeah. We speak English, but not the same English. That's exactly, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and it's, and it's that thing of, well, try. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> try to listen, right? So. Yeah, when Australians go overseas... We've got such a strong accent that often we talk too slow for people, and they're like, "We they we drawl." People said, have said, and I'm I'm always like, "Oh, I'd never thought we'd be misunderstood." But then I think about it, I'm like, of course we are, but people still laugh at us because we're so, um, you know, caricaturish <laughs> on what Australians are. We, that, that, that we still understand what we're saying. Mm-hmm. Um, so people are kind of. I, I, I'm, I say people, I'm being really generalistic there and it's not great, but we kind of, we're kind of our own worst enemy. We're setting mm. ourselves up to, to not be able to engage with other people. And mm. it's the same of if you go into a, a situation where you think you're going to come across someone who's going to be negative, mm-hmm. you've, you've, got the, you've got the hat of them being negative. And you might have a really great experience where they are actually the nicest person in the world Mm -hmm. but the chances of you getting everything out of that Mm -hmm. is going to be lower and you're going to you're going to come across as defensive straight away because you are yeah and they're going to read that in your body so guess what you're talking in a defensive manner and so are they (laughs) 
So I think that because we don't listen to every part of ourselves, mm-hmm. we don't we don't try and control it all. We don't give anyone the chance to listen to it all either. Mm. Yeah, this, this is an interesting one. Mm. Yeah. So yeah, and then you know, then there's the gender bias, which is always a fun one. <laughs> <laughs> so the gender bias I always find interesting because. Mm-hmm. Um, Particularly in Australia, like I'm talking about Australia, like in a very colloquial term here. I'm, I'm, yeah, you know, that, that, I'm kind of characterising Australia in a particular way. Um, we are, you know, there's that cold mum and pop feel about it, you know. But we listen when so you kind of think of while well, listening to women, oh how dare you, but it's true. Mm-hmm. Is that we don't hear feminine voices or feminine traits with as authority. Why, why is that so? I mean, like, this is one thing that really puzzles me. I, I mean, Australia is one of the really developed countries. Yeah. And you have quite the freedom of speech, um, good laws in place, mm. and good education. So w- what happened? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, patriarchy. No. <laughs> um, I, yeah, it's a really good question. I think, I think we, you know, you start off with a country that is has more men than women. You start off with when it's settled oh. with convicts. Okay. Um, we have to be fair, it's probably every single, you know, European developed nation. <laughs> it's the same. Uh, I think that's possibly the first thing. I think the second part of it is that the women's role in society was not an authoritative role. It never has been. It's the carer. Mm. It's the carer and the support unit. So, mm. but, you know, and if you even think about in Australia, women in power, mm-hmm. they're not softly spoken and gentle and yeah, Sweet. they kind of use a more ma- masculine trait and, and um of to be of authority mm-hmm. because that gets heard. Yeah, yeah, I do notice that as well. Like women in power. Yeah. On a political level, on a professional level. Yeah, I mean, I'm an yeah. ex-drama teacher, and yeah. when I needed to be authoritative, mm-hmm. I would drop my voice, slow it down, and be and stand very differently. <laughs> and everyone stopped, and. Naturally, I mean, I have quite a high voice. Mm-hmm. And when I hear myself back, I'm like, oh, my God, <laughs> the worst. Um, I have quite a high voice and I am quite flippant. Like, no, no, no. So people are really shocked when I'm, in, when I'm capable yeah. because it's so against what their preconceived notion mm-hmm. of what that, that sound should be. Yeah. And, and I think the sound is a big thing, you know. You very rarely hear dad's going oh, hello baby you know it's rare I mean, it happens but it's rare yeah um but we expected of women mm, that's true yeah so it kind of goes all the way through so if you're sitting in say a workplace mm-hmm. and a man an authoritative man says something that a woman has woman has already just said which one are you going to hear yeah yeah the man. yeah right. and it, it's not conscious mm-hmm. and it's no one's fault and it's and that's what makes it even worse. You can't just blame someone and get them to fix it. Um, but it's something that the only thing we can do is be aware of it. Yeah. Because when we're aware of it, we can start to put actions in place. Yeah. I guess it's always about being present, being mindful about what you're going to do. Yeah. Um, being present is everything. Yeah. I'm just now. I'm just mindful that um, we're kind of getting to the end of the night. Yeah. And mm. I hope that the guys, are, I mean, whoever that's listening, is still listening. 
Um, I think yeah, before, on for a while. Yeah, yeah. I mean, before we end the conversation, I mean, just is there any last last words you want to say? Where can where can the listener find you? Oh yeah, um, I'm on Twitter. <laughs> Someone told me share your Twitter, and I'm like, I really should have thought about that before yeah. I set up my Twitter. Um, <laughs> I'm on Twitter. At, yeah, that's pretty bad. At Caspian Spatula. Mm-hmm. Uh, C-A-S-P-I-A-N-S-P-A-T-U-L-A and um, my email is annemarieadams at zero.com so and they can find me there I'm, I'm on LinkedIn now I don't know how to use it no just, just it's very recent I yeah. don't understand it uh, I've, I've never needed it I'm an ex, like I said I'm an ex-actor so I had IMDB and then I'm, someone said LinkedIn and I was like what's that oh my god <laughs> I know I'm so I'm just my head stuck in research books um so I'm on LinkedIn under mm-hmm. Anne Marie Adams, and so that's how much I'm how I'm found. I'm so boring, but I am just starting up a website um, oh. with a blog. Mm-hmm. It's it's up, but it's it's empty at the moment, and it's just um, it's called Into the Teacup. Into the Teacup. Yeah. Dot, so com. yeah, Into okay. te- www.intothetecup.com. So hopefully some stuff will be up there in the next week or so. I just started getting that together because I was getting a few questions around this stuff. And, or yeah, that'd be great. We'll have a tea while we read your blog. Yes, absolutely. I'm happy to do. You know, the whole idea is out of the storm into the tea. Oh wow! Yeah, <laughs> stuff. Great. So yeah, that's where I can be found. If you, if you, um, if you want to see, give me a reading. I'm sure I can talk. <laughs> <laughs>